感じ。ダヨラダマダブ、コンジャビハリ、ゴピジャナバラバ、ギリバラダリ。Jayo Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopijana Ballava Girivaradhari Yashodanandana Mradjana Ranjana Yashoda Nandana Braja Jana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravana Chari Yamuna Tiravana Chari Jayo Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Jana Ballava Giri Vardhari Yashodanandana Braja Jana Ranjana Yamuna Tiravanachari Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Radha, 
काला चंजी राधा काला चंजी श्री राधे जयो राधा काला चंजी राधा काला चंजी श्री राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ बल देवा जयो सुभद्रा जगन्नाथ नीताई गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नीताई गौर हरि बोल नीताई गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नीताई गौर हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव निताई गोर प्रेमानंदे हरी हरी बोल विशु ऑल ए वेरी हैप्पी कृष्णा कॉन्शियस एकादशी टुडे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत्या नरोत्तमम देवीं सरस्वतीं व्यासम ततो जया मुदीरया नष्टप्रायेषु अभद्रेषु नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवते उत्तमा श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती न इष्ट की कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनायाचा नंदगोपा कुमाराया गोविंदाया नमो नमः नमो पंकजानाभाया 
ನಮೋ ಪಂಕಜ ನಮೋ ಪಂಕಜ ನೇತ್ರಾಯ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಪಂಕಜಾಂಗ್ರೇ ಗುರುವೇ ಗೌಡಚಂದ್ರಾಯ ರಾಧಿಕಾಯ ತದಾಲಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಭಕ್ತಾಯ ತದ್ಭಕ್ತಾಯ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಒನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಥರ್ಟೀನ್ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ದ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಧೃತರಾಷ್ಟ್ರ ಕ್ವಿಟ್ಸ್ ಹೋಮ್ ಪ್ರಾಣೆ ಪ್ರಿಯಾತಮೇಡಪೀ ಜನಸಾಧ್ಯೋಜ್ಯತ ಪ್ರಾಣೆ ಪ್ರಿಯತಮೇರಪೀ ಜನಸಾಧ್ಯೋಜ್ಯತ ಪ್ರಾಣೆ ಪ್ರಿಯತಮೇರಪೀ ಜನಸಾಧ್ಯೋಜ್ಯತ ಪ್ರಾಣಪ್ರಿಯತಮೇರಪಿ ಜನಸಾಧ್ಯೋಜ್ಯತ ಕಿಮುತನಾಧನಾಧೀ ಯೀಪನ್ನೋಯಪ್ರಿಯತಮೇರಪೀ ಜನಸಾಧ್ಯೋಜ್ಯತ ಕಿಮುತನಾಧೀ ವಟ್ ವಟ್ ಫುಲ್ ಬೈ ಸಚ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಚಂಡ್ ಸರ್ಟನ್ಲಿ ಅಭಿವಿಪನ್ನ 
overtaken. I am this. Prane with life. Priyatame which is most dear to everyone. Api even though. Jana person. Sadhya forthwith. Viyujyata do give up. Kim utapane, kim utane, what to speak of any other things. Dhana adibhi, such as wealth, honor, children, and land, and house. Translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada ki. Whoever is under the influence of supreme kala, eternal time, must surrender his most dear life and what to speak of the other things such as wealth, honor, children, land and home. Purport. A great Indian scientist busy in the plan making business was suddenly called by invincible eternal time while going to attend a very important meeting of the planning commission and he had to surrender his life, wife, children, house, land, wealth, etc. During the political upsurge in India and its division into Pakistan and Hindustan, so many rich and influential Indians had to surrender life, property and honor due to the influence of time. And there are hundreds and thousands of examples like that all over the world and all over the universe, which are all effects of the influence of time. Therefore, the conclusion is that there is no powerful living being within the universe who can overcome the influence of time. Many poets have written verses lamenting the influence of time. Many devastation have taken place over the universe due to the influence of time. And no one could check them by any means. Even in our daily life, so many things come and go in which we have no hand. But we have to suffer or tolerate them without remedial measure. That is the result of time. Oma jnana jnana shalakaya Chakshurun militam yena tasme shri guruve namaha shri chaitanya mano bhishtam sapitam yena bhutale swayam rupaha kadamahiyam dadati swapadantikam jaya shri krishna chaitanya prabhu nityananda shri advaita gadadhar shivasadi gaurabhakta brinda hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 rama hare rama 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 Hare Hare, praying at the lotus feet of my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada and all the assembled devotees and the Guru Vargas. May I speak few words in the glorification of our dear most Lord Sri Krishna for the pleasure of the Vaishnavas and for my very own purification. Vancha Kalpatarubhyasya Kripa Sindhuvevacha Patita Nam Pavneveva Vaishnavevevanu Namo Nama Parmananda Madhavam Sri Chaitanya Ishwaram Hare Krishna. So little 
I mean, this is Vidura coming back to Hastinapur after receiving the knowledge from Maitra Rishi. Now Vidura after receiving knowledge of the destination of the self and he got this knowledge from Maitra Rishi. Now he has returned. And little recap from the beginning for those of us who would have missed and to find the connection that seeing him back, everyone was very happy, jubilant in Hastinapur. And they welcomed him with obeisances. And they embraced him while crying out of affection. King Yudhishthir offered a very grand and proper welcome, a reception. And then he inquired, how did he manage his days and the holy places that he visited? Yudhishthir Maharaj said that devotees like Vidura are themselves like the holy places. Why? Because they carry the Lord in their heart. So wherever they are, that's the place of pilgrimage. And he, and he asked about Dwarka and Lord Shri Krishna and the relatives and how are they doing everything. And Vidura described everything except the annihilation of the Yadu dynasty. So Vidura stayed there for a while only only to rectify um, Dhritarashtra, his brother Dhritarashtra, mentally. To get a mental rectification for Dhritarashtra, Vidura stayed there, there for a while. And then how, then Vidura, who had realized that how, Yam, Vidura actually was like, the story is narrated by Srila Prabhupada that he, uh, Yamraj, got, a, uh, got cursed by Manduka Muni and for not being just. And he became Vidura. And Aryama became the next Yamraj. So that's the story, entire purport tells about it. The previous text. Uh, so so, so Yudhishthir Maharaj, he was very peacefully, you know, running his kingdom with his young brothers. He was reigning. And Vidura started, after that Vidura started preaching during this time. And he he realized that how difficult the time is, how, how insurmountable it is, and how fear has taken over Dhritarashtra, and it cannot be remedied in this material world by any person. As Srila Prabhupada is also mentioning in the purport. It is the Supreme Personality of Godhead who has approached all of us as eternal time or kala. Coming back to today's verse again, and that was a little recap from the previous verses, from 1 to 19. And now, today's verse 20. Whoever is under the influence of supreme kala, eternal time, must surrender his most dear life, and what to speak of other things, such as wealth, honor, children, land, and home. Bhagavad Gita. Now, Vidura is explaining all this to Dhritarashtra because he has got the realization for himself from Maitreya. And um, now that he understood what is the life is for, now he is preaching. And that's the life of a devotee. Once he realizes Krishna consciousness, he tries to bring the other soul. He tries to into light. As they say that um, Krishna is like the light, the sunlight. Krishna hoy surya sama maya andhakar jaha krishna taha nahi maya radhikar so krishna is the sunlight like the sunlight and maya is illusion darkness and wherever 
there is Krishna, there is no opportunity, no adhikar, no authority of the darkness or ignorance or avidya. So as soon as the devotee gets to know about the self, about the Supreme Personality of Godhead and their relationship, and they feel it is their responsibility to go out and bring more and more soul into the light of Krishna consciousness. And that's what Vidura is doing with Dhritarashtra. Now he realized it. He was, of course, a realized soul. But now that he has got more enlightened by Maitra Rishi, now he is trying to enlighten Dhritarashtra, seeing him how attached he was to the land, children, and everything else, the kingdom itself. He was so, so attached that he could not think of anything apart from, you know, he understood many times and then he again goes back and fall for it. So it went back and forth. And But this time Vidura will be successful. And he is going on trying to preach Dhritarashtra without giving up upon him because he loved him so much. He, Vidura loved Dhritarashtra. Now, Bhagavad Gita 10.30, Krishna says that, you know, when he is, this chapter, chapter 10 is all about Krishna's bibhutis. And on chapter 10.30, Viji 10, Bhagavad Gita 10.30, he says, Kala Kaliyatam Aham. That is, among subduers, I am time. And when the Purport Prabhupada writes that, there are many subduing principles, but time wears down all things in the material universe and so represents Krishna. There might be so many things. And as we are experienced of this coronavirus, we are like literally experiencing death next door. And we realize how it's like you see a person today and that person is no longer there tomorrow. It could be anybody that fear has arrived and because of we are seeing it and experiencing every moment, every day. It, the moment it feels now it's over, we are free from masks, we are free from sanitizers, we can, you know, be together again. The moment one more wave is coming and, you know. So we are experiencing it day to day more than ever. And that's what it says that, and but the more than anything there are so many subduing principles like tornadoes flood earthquake and now we have coronavirus and so many other things we change the everything for a person and as prabhupada is saying like when we are attached to our family friends house to our phone laptops and everything but the life may not be there if the life is not there what is the meaning of everything else whether it is thing or it, whether it is someone or it is something, nothing will have any meaning to that soul once it leaves the body. And of all the subduing principles that can change everything forever, it is time, eternal time or kala that is the supreme most subduer. And that's why it is Krishna. That's what Srila Prabhupada is saying. Again in Bhagavad Gita chapter 11, after seeing the universal form, Arjuna was asking, oh, when he is so afraid of this universal form, who is devouring everything, he asked Krishna, who are you? And what's your mission? And then Krishna says in chapter 11, 32, that the blessed Lord said, time I am, destroyer of the worlds, and I have come to engage all people. So I am the time. Again, he was telling, I am the time. He's telling, I am the time. And I'm, I can destroy everything. I'm the destroyer of everything. 
and I have come to this time only. If you hear many a time, we have heard that, you know, in Vaikuntha, there is no time. The time is eternal. There is no past. There is no future. The time is eternal there. But in this material world, there is time and it can change everything for us. And in the purport, Srila Prabhupada is saying that no living entity in this material world can influence the time. Nobody can, nobody could ever say that I have escaped death. In this material world, no living entity. But there is one person who is above all this, who is about the material natures, who is about material miseries, who is about material, everything material he is about that, whether it is time or the miseries. And we will see. So in the purport, uh, before like describing the other things, I was thinking of, we can discuss a little bit about Viduras as Prabhupada in the previous few few verses back, how Yamraj became uh, Vidura and that has been explained. There is one more story, going back to Mahabharat, how when Bhishma Dev uh, uh, abducted these three girls, Ambika, Ambalika uh, uh, and Amba, and he abducted them not for himself, because he was a Brahmachari, Naishtika Brahmachari, he had taken the vow for his father's sake, Father Shantanu, Maharaj Shantanu. But he abducted them for his step-brothers who were brothers from Satyavati. Anyway, when he bought the, got them, so Amba, he said one of first sister, he said one of the sisters, she said that, oh, I, I, I have given my heart to Shalva. Then uh, Bhishma Dev said, okay, if I've given your heart, then what can be done? You go to him. And so she goes there and Salva says, no, I cannot accept you because Bhishma has touched your hand and it is not possible for me to accept you as my wife. So Amba says, so what can I do? And he says that you go back to Bhishma because he's the one who abducted you. And now he she comes back to Bhishma and says, you marry me because Shalva has rejected me because you abducted me. So you marry me. He says, no, I'm a brahmachari. I've taken this vow. I cannot marry you. I cannot marry anybody. And I cannot marry you. So she gets very upset and she goes to the guru of one of the guru of Bhishma Dev, Parshuram. And then Parshuram says, okay, I will help you out. And then they had a fight. I believe it was for, for 27 days. And then finally, um, when being, you know, consoled, Bhishma Dev surrenders to Parshuram. He said, oh, Guru Dev, I can do anything, but I leave the battlefield. So if you leave the battlefield for a Kshatriya, they cannot attack you. So he leaves. And Parshuram comes back to Amba and says, sorry, I tried, I couldn't do much. And Amba, you know, gets very furious and upset and then she asks for a benediction. And then Parshuram gives the benediction, okay, that next birth, you will become a, you will be the cause for Bhishma, Bhishma Dev's death. So she takes the benediction and she leaves from there or she enters the fire there. And then coming, and that's, Amba becomes Shikhandi. And how we know the Shikhandi actually finally became, when Shikhandi came and stood in front of Bhishma Dev, Bhishma Dev could recognize her and put the bow and arrow down. And that's how Bhishma Dev had to lose his life. So that's the story of Amba. Coming back to Ambika and Ambalika. Ambika got married to Chitrangana, who lost his life very early. Similar with Amba, uh, Ambalika. Her uh, husband uh, was Vichitra Veria. He also was dead very soon. 
So now these two girls, Ambika and Ambalika were again left there without husband, without children. And Satyavati was very, very worried because there will not be any future generation from the, there. So he consulted Bhishmadev and Bhishmadev and Satyavati. They came to the conclusion that they, we, we can take the help of Vyasadev. Now Vyasadev was meditating. And when he was called upon, and here Ambika was thinking that somebody very, very handsome would come. A prince, a king would come to, you know, get her hand. And when she saw Vyasadev, who was in meditation, of course, he had hair all over him, big beard, matted hair. She was scared to look at and to know that, you know, he will be the one. So she out of you know, she got so scared, she closed her eyes. And Vyasadev said, okay, you closed my, your eyes seeing me, so you will have a son, but a blind one. And that's Dhritarashtra. Now, Am- Ambalika was still hoping. He, she didn't know this, that Vyasadev going to be there. So when Vyasadev comes there, she looked at him and he was. she was so afraid again. She did not close her eyes, but she went pale. She like went literally like, okay, what is this? And went pale. And then he said, okay, you became pale seeing me. So you'll have a son, but a pale son. So Pandu. Now, finally, the so Vyasadev knew there will be three. And then then the Amba wasn't there, though they sent this maidservant. When the maidservant came, she was so submissive. And with love and devotion, she was serving Vyasadev. And Vyasadev was... So impressed, so happy, so satisfied with her service, he blessed her that you will have, you are so humble, you are so submissive, you will have a very wise son. And that son is Vidura. And that's why Vidura has been always so, so, so learned and such a wonderful devotee of Krishna because he has been blessed, you know, in abundance by Vyasadeva. So that's the story, little behind Vidura, how from Yamraj he became Vidura, and then also how in this material world he, his, you know, how he took appearance. Then in the purport, Srila Prabhupada is saying that even if we make plans, we may make so many plans, and this is not that somebody has to tell us exclusively we know it for sure that we make so many plans even for a day even for within an hour and everything may go other way for good or bad it may not happen because we cannot do anything with time it will manifest in its own way because as Prabhupada is as Krishna is saying that he is time time I am so we may have our many plans and Prabhupada is mentioning about this great Indian scientist who was plan making a business and he was on the way. And like that Prabhupada tells few more other stories where, you know, that this person when doctor said that you have very less time, he said, I have so many plans. So can I have five years to, you know, to make those plans happen? And he said, no. The doctor said, no, you cannot have it. So Yashila Prabhupada says that we, we, even if no matter how influential we are, but our influence in front, in, in, you know, in front of the influence of time is nothing. You, we might be very, very influential personalities, but nobody can escape time. Nobody can escape death. That's what Srila Prabhupada is saying that 
but we have to suffer or tolerate them without remedial measure. That is the result of time. So Prabhupada is mentioning about tolerate. And we also see when Arjuna didn't want to fight, he gave four reasons. First, four reasons for not fighting. So these are four, four of his argument. First one, he had so much of compassion for his relatives and friends and family. And then he said, how can I enjoy the kingdom when my kinsmen, when my own people won't be there? So I will not be able to enjoy and then he said, I will incur so much of sin by killing my own guru, my my grandfather, my teacher, my grandfather, and everybody else here, I will get sin. And the fourth reason he said about the Varna Shankara, that, you know, unwanted population will arrive or arise because there will be no men, no elderly people to take care of the women. And they will mingle with anybody and people will take advantage of them. And then there will be unwanted population. So he gave this four argument in Bhagavad Gita. From chapter 1 till 2.7 he was giving these arguments. And Krishna eventually he, you know, he, he defeated one by one argument. For one argument he gave so many reasons that why what Arjuna was saying was not right. And then he says from where you are getting all this, you are a Kshatriya but you are behaving like an Anarya. Anaryan means who is not an Aryan. A Aryan is a one who knows the value of life and the civilization is based on what is written in the scripture. So it's scriptural. They are based on the authorities. They are not whimsical people. Aryans are not whimsical people. They speak out of authority, out of the scripture. But Arjuna speaking all these things, Krishna said that you are speaking like an un-Arya who is not an Aryan. So uh, then he said, okay. And he said that, that, you know, the body will anyway not endure. And the soul cannot be seized. The soul cannot be cut. The soul cannot be moistened. The soul cannot be withered. The soul is eternal. And the body is temporary. The soul is eternal and the body is temporary. Body, It's body only that diminishes. But not the soul. And after that Arjuna says, okay, I understand all these things. But I will miss their association. I will miss this personality as Bhishma Deva. I will miss Dronacharya. Then he said, then he says, the, you know, what do you say in Hindi? They say, Ramavan, the main weapon Arjuna, uh, Krishna gave to uh, Arjuna in, as instructions. He said, tolerate. Tolerate. Uh, those who tolerate the tempor- temporary dualities. What is temporary duality? Happiness, sadness, being insulted, being praised miseries and pleasures, you know, you like something, you don't, these are temporary, why? Prabhupada gives the example, the fan that is giving you so much of pleasure in the summer days will give the, so much miseries in the winter. You are enjoying the AC so much when it is, you know, January, sorry, when it is March, April, or maybe little down August, July, June, it gets so hot, you enjoy the fan, you enjoy the AC, you enjoy the anything that's cooling. But that same cooling things, that breeze, that cool breeze, that fan, that AC, everything becomes miserable when it is cold. January, December, January, when it is like, it is, you, so many sweaters cannot keep you warm. If you turn on the fan, it feels like a miserable thing, you know. And you get so upset, you know, you feel miserable. So the same thing, that is giving you at one point of time happiness, it can give you misery at another point of time. So they are temporary and they are, that's the duality. 
and uh, this reminded of the story when uh, Chitraketu Maharaj's son was named as uh, Harsha Shok. Harsha means happiness and Shoka means distressful, something that brings you, you know, unhappiness. Shoka, you lament. Shoka means lamenting. And then Maharaj Chitraketu says, Harsha, I understand. Son will give happiness. Shoka, why will he give lamentation? And then the Muni says, um, you will understand with time, but name him that. So when he came, everybody was so happy, jubilant. But when he left, he, you know, was so much into lamentation, so much upset he was. So that's why he was Harsha Shoka. So like everything in this material world can bring you happiness. It can bring you distress. So this is like a Harsha Shoka. So it is the temporary Temporary, uh, what do you say, the dualities, temporary dualities of this material world, one should learn to tolerate. And the shloka number 14 from chapter 2, Krishna says, Matris parshas tu konteya shita ushna sukha dukkhada agama paino nityas vabharata. O son of Kunti, the non-permanent appearance of the happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course, are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, ocean of Bharata, and one from and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. So one must tolerate them without being disturbed. Krishna is saying this to Arjuna. Even if it is bringing so much of pain to you, by killing by killing your own relatives but it is your prescribed duty it is what you are supposed to do and uh, Prabhupada in the purport speak about how the ladies especially in India it is so hot and even in earlier days when there was not so much AC fan so many facilities were not there they used to still cook they used to still cook and they still do they cook whether it is hot or it is cold. They cook because it is their prescribed duty. And Prabhupada also gives the example in the same verse, 2.14. In the purport, he says that, you know, according to Vedic culture, one must take bath in early in the morning. So even during Magha, when it is so, so cold, January, February time, they still take bath. They do not say it is too cold, we will not take bath. They do take bath because that's their prescribed duty. That's the duty they are doing. So, you know, one has to perform their prescribed duties irrespective of the circumstances. And that's what you have to tolerate, the shita, ushna, the winter and the heat, whatever it is. So, <clears throat> similarly, fight, Prabhupada right further in the purport, similarly to fight is the really religious principle of a kshatriya. Even if that means one has to fight with some friends and family, one should not deviate from his prescribed duty. So, as was being explained, that whether, whatever is the circumstance, one must go on, you know, doing their duty, irrespective whether it is cold or what it is, and whatever it is, one has to do their duty, and that is the, that is the religious principle. One has to follow the prescribed rules and regulation of the religious principles in order to rise up to the platform of knowledge. Because by knowledge and devotion only can one deliberate, 
can one liberate himself from the clutches of maya or illusion so end of the verse uh, end of the purport shila prabhupada was saying that you know one has to tolerate and before that he said that nobody in this material world can get out of the eternal time nobody can influence it but but one who reaches above all this he can cross over the material birth death old age and disease the ocean of material uh, miseries or happiness for that matter he does not have to care about the time and that's what shila prabhupada is saying only when you continue doing your prescribed duties then you can go above you know then you can go above the level of material miseries or material pangs of life and then you can rise by doing your prescribed duties according to the rules and regulation you can come to the platform of knowledge as shila prabhupad says he says knowledge and devotion by knowledge and devotion only you can liberate yourself and get out of the clutches of maya where time will not be a matter of worry and prabhupad says that i have heard in a class he says a devotee with knowledge that is devotion with knowledge is uttama adhikari a devotee or devotion without knowledge is kanishta adhikari that's what prabhupad says again in purport of 251 shila prabhupad says that one who understands the his real constitutional position as the eternal servitor of the lord and thus knows the position of the supreme personality of godhead engages himself in the transcendental loving service of the lord consequently he becomes qualified to enter into vaikuntha planets vaikuntha planets where there is neither material miserable life nor the influence of time and death so as being discussed once you go to the vaikuntha planet there is no miserable life and no material time or death so we but you know why one should tolerate okay we understood it is very good we understand why one should tolerate we also understand that you can liberate yourself but what happens if we get sucked into it we get succumb to it too much of he says you know one has to krishna ask arjuna to be a sthita pragya and um, and krishna and arjuna ask then who is a sthita pragya sthita pragya kya bhasha how does a sthita pragya talk how does he sit how does he walk and how does he behave and before that why does krishna is asking arjuna or all of us to be sthita pragya like be stable be in equanimity be equipoised why for a materialistic people they may you know what's we may think what big deal if it is too much of it's a matter of being too sad or too hap, happy how does it matter if we rejoice like arjuna you know is what is the advice is do not rejoice too much in happiness do not do not lament too much in distress but why what happens what happens that when we get succumb to the situation so much we forget krishna we cannot think of krishna when we are lamenting so much we cannot think krishna we see the story from shrimad bhagavatam bharat maharaj he left everything and he was doing such a wonderful sadhana he was at the level of bhava almost there almost bhava is the just before of the topmost goal of human life the fifth 
fifth goal of human life and the topmost and the most essential goal of human life is prema or love of Godhead. And Bharat Maharaj was almost there. But he got attached to this deer who, you know, left him and went away. And he was lamenting so much, so much. If you read those verses, you will see he has like literally placed this deer in place of supreme personality of Godhead. And forgotten all about the supreme. And he was meditating verse upon verse. Oh, how you walked on the soft grasses. Oh, how you did this. How you ate. Oh, how, why did I chastise you? Oh, why did I do this to you? I was not a good, you know, good caretaker. That's why you left me. One should not do like this. What is the use of my devotion if I cannot take care? So we see how attached he became. It was just an example for us. What can happen if we are neglecting our spiritual uh, you know, if our, we are neglecting our sadhana, what can happen to us? If that's, this can happen to Bharat Maharaj, I mean, who am I? So he was so much so that he was lamenting and lamenting and, and that situation, he gave up his life and he became a deer. So if we are too happy and enjoying something or you are too sad and lamenting something and if that moment in time we give our life we will become that. Because our mind will be absorbed in enjoying or in lamenting. That's why we see our Acharyas, we see Srila Prabhupada, we see our Guru Vargas. Even if they are physically suffering so much, their mind is not suffering so much. Their mind is not disturbing them. They are all, their mind is always absorbed into Krishna. We see Srila Prabhupada, he was not able to take prasadam before, but he was his tongue, even if it was not honoring prasadam, but it was always chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Either he was speaking Bhagavatam with that frail body, a little prick, and no, and then we, I think at least I'm talking for myself, that whole attention goes there. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm not feeling well. I don't think I can chant today properly or improperly, I cannot wake up in the morning because I am not well. But if you see our gurus and our acharyas, how they went above time, how they went above death, how they went above everything and Krishna says, rise above the three modes. Rise above. And then Prabhupada says in this material world itself you can become transcendental. Because if the mind is not absorbed, if the mind is not absorbed, because Krishna himself at 9.34, after you know giving all this knowledge, 9.34, Krishna says, Man mana bhava mad bhakto. He said, engage your mind always in thinking about Krishna in me. So one has to engage, not only the externally, even internally. Internally, one has, the mind has to be engaged. We might, I might be doing so many things, cooking or giving Bhagavatam class or something or the other devotional service, which may to others look that I am devotionally engaged. But is my mind absorbed? Or am I thinking about something else? That's why mind has to be absorbed. If the mind is absorbed, then we are taken care. In fact, in the pre, uh, coming verses, in the coming chapters, Srila Prabhupada will write very nicely, whose mind is absorbed in the lotus feet of Krishna, for him there is no more birth and death. So it is mind only that drags us down either to the hell or back to Godhead. Why? Because Krishna says, 8.5, 
दट अंत काले चमाम एवा स्मरन मुक्ता कले वरम या प्रयती समदभावम यतीनास्ति अत्र संशया एंड whoever at the time of death quits his body remembering me alone at once attain my nature of this there is no doubt of this there is no doubt but he says alone we cannot think of anybody else oh let me also think of somebody else little son or oh my my husband or maybe some other demigods my mom no alone krishna and to have that my kind of absorption into krishna we have to be practicing it very very diligently i'm speaking for myself so yeah that's what that's all i could get from this that's all my tiny brain could gather from this wonderful wonderful purport of shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki jai please forgive me for all the mistakes i have committed vancha kalpata rubhesh kripa sindhu vevacha patita naam pavne vevashnave veo namo namah अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जाए ग्रंथ राज श्रीमद भागवतम की जाए शील प्रभुपाद की जाए श्री राधा कालाचंद जी की जाए